Welcome back, family. It's the new year, a new beginning, and we're about to get it in today on From the Sidelines. I am your host, Twenty, a.k.a. Twan, and I am happy to get this podcast started because we got a lot to talk about today. Before I do that, let me drop my Twitter handle, which is Brandon underscore Elite at Twitter, and then it's the same thing at Instagram as well. I'm going to pass it off to my man, Charlie, a.k.a. Bobos. Let him introduce himself. You already know family and new subscribers, old subscribers. This your boy, Charlie, a.k.a. for the family, Bobo. Also, you can hit me up on Twitter, Charlie8606. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope everybody uh, enjoyed 2018 and bring in 2019 right. I'm going to pass it on to my boy, Lajin. Do your thing, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Happy New Year, everybody, for starters. And to all the NFL and sports fans out there, Happy New Year to y'all. I hope your teams are doing well because guess what? LaJean's team is doing well. So with that being said, my handle at L-Y underscore G-E-N-E. You can catch me out there, ask questions. Please hit us up. Not to mention, hit the subscribe button and follow us wherever you want to go. All right, word up, word up. That's good stuff here. So we about to jump right into it. Um, first thing we about to talk about is we going to kind of finish off what we talked about in last week's podcast. We're going to talk about these coaching changes. So now that Black Monday is officially done and over with, most of the coaches are already done with. There's still some rumors of some possible other ones, but we'll get to that a little bit later. We're going to talk about the coaches that was fired again, surprises and that were fired, surprises that weren't fired. I'm going to go on here to start it off. I'm going to start out with the surprise for my boy, Charlie, who thought that uh, Tomlin was going to be fired. <laughs> so he's still in. So I'm going to pass it to you right away, Charlie. What's your thoughts on him still being the coach of the Steelers? I'm going to say this. I was surprised, you know, just for the simple fact that the way the season has, has gone for them, they should have been the playoffs. But then they didn't make the playoffs. You know, it, it it had to take a team like Cleveland to to beat Baltimore. Not taking away from Cleveland, but Cleveland to beat Baltimore in order for them to get in the playoffs. And Cleveland then I feel like Cleveland was like, nope, we don't like y'all. So y'all gonna sit at home just like us and be fans. <laughs> so yeah, I was surprised. But again, at the end of the day, you know, he still has a job. Uh, do I feel like he's going to be on the hot seat come next season? Oh, most definitely. Especially with the situation that's going on with um, Antonio Brown and the quarterback with Ben Roethlisberger and then reports coming out saying that the injury-wise, that he was an injury, you know, things of that sort of nature. So, yeah, I, I, I was surprised. You know, I, I mean, I'm not – I'm just – like I said, I thought he was gone. But he's still there. <laughs> I'm going to pass it back to you, Twani. What you think? Well, if y'all listened to the podcast last week, y'all know I was vouching for uh, Tomlin. Um, I wasn't surprised. Not only were they, you know, tops in the top 10 on their offense, but they was actually uh, in the top 15 on defense as well, too. So, like you said, Charlie, they should have been in the playoffs. You know, there wasn't no reason for it. But, again, my whole thing is it boiled down to some issues that was, you know, boiling in that locker room. I still think a lot of that fall on that quarterback 
the coach, yes, it falls on him as well, too, because he should have got it under control to get their minds right. But I don't think that was worthy of him being fired because, again, the stats didn't lie. The running back situation, they used two of those. Um, again, the defense, you know, even though they had some leaky holes, they were still in the top 15. And if you got a top 10, 15 defense, you definitely are usually a playoff team, you know, especially with the numbers they, they offer. So, I wasn't surprised at all. I'm going to pass to La Gene. You give me your thoughts if you were surprised if he was fired or, um, excuse me, if he wasn't fired and if you thought he should have been fired. Like I told y'all last week, I didn't expect him to get fired because this isn't a Mike Tomlin issue. Not to mention, when you have a coach that's coached the team for 12 years and they've been to the playoffs literally every year, <laughs> you don't fire that coach. Um, the biggest issue with this team right now, and I see that going, I expect that to be changed next year. It's the Hall of Fame quarterback that they got behind center. Um, like you just said, Twan, the defense was – it wasn't the best, but it was successful. Uh, the offense was scoring 28 points a game. So when you look at that, when and how did they lose? At 9-6-1, uh, the tie versus Cleveland, you couldn't get your field goal kicker to kick. The three losses toward the end of the season all ended with Ben Roethlisberger interceptions. Uh, so when it comes down to it, I didn't see that that being a coaching issue. Um, I don't think he lost the locker room as much as people saying. Uh, and the issue with AB is not with the coach. It's more with Ben Roethlisberger. So at this point, I don't see it being an issue where the coach is going to get terminated anytime soon. He'll be there for a while. Um, Pittsburgh is one of the few teams that goes through coaches very, very rarely. He'll be there for another couple of years. Um, and I'll see this team back in the playoffs next year, to be honest. I think they had a down year, mainly because of their quarterback play. <clears throat> um, even New England Patriots had a down year, basically because of their quarterback play when you think about it. Uh, at the end of the day, these two teams, um, it's not about the coaching. It's about the players in position at the most important position, and that's quarterback for me. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, most definitely. Everything you said, I agree with that one. So, okay, so let's go to another coach here that now what I was surprised that he was not fired. So I'm going to look at Doug Marone over there in Jacksonville. End of the day, like I said last week's podcast, that man has nothing to hang on to. You know, everybody was, you know, pretty much against the coach. You had players trying to fight him. You had other staff members who weren't getting along with players. The whole thing was just – it was it was terrible. And then as you also have seen that Leonard Fournette has gotten his guaranteed money taken away – so, which is even more crazy. So this man is losing out on millions and he's possibly either going to be traded or be cut after, you know, after this season when he was drafted a year ago. So uh, going back to you, Lajine, how do you feel about uh, Doug Marone still being with some Bill Jaguars? Doug Marone is a part of the problem, but I mean, they're holding on to a problem that they've known they've had for the last three years and that's their quarterback. Let's be honest, you paid him like a franchise quarterback and he's not doing what's necessary. He, Doug Marone took this team all the way last year. The biggest drop-off for them last year is defense, and the biggest consistent from last year is their quarterback. He didn't do nothing last year. He didn't do nothing this year. So I didn't expect much from them this year except for their defense to, you know, keep them in games like expected like they did last year. They ran into a couple of injuries. They ran into some boneheaded moves by the players, um, which – is coaching because your coach has to build that type of mentality and that type of, you know, infrastructure to where 
you have good players or bad players doing good things, one or the other. But in this situation, it didn't turn out that way. Um, the only reason he didn't get terminated is because you got to look what they did last year, where they started this year, and how they finished. Um, they division got a lot stronger, if you want to be honest. That's one of the things you got to look at. But at the same time, this defense doing what they were supposed to do, they gave up, what, 19.8 points a game, just under 20 points a game. But the offense, you're not going to win if you've given up more points than you're scoring. And they was only scoring about 15 points a game. So they was 31st ranked in the, in the league while their defense was ranked fourth in the league. That's not just a coaching issue. Again, that comes to the players on the field. I mean – when it comes down to it, your coach can only do so much. The people on the field has to do what they have to do. And right now, with the quarterback that they have, I see them going nowhere. But, hey, that's just my opinion. Charlie, what do you think? Man, everything you pretty much said, you hit around the nail, Lajeen. Um, you, I, I'm not surprised because you was – I mean, again, you were a playoff team last year. You was, what, 11-5? Had, a top, had the, the top three defense in the league last year, and then you had the, the drop-off. Um, so I didn't expect him to get fired. Now, do I see him being on the hot seat, just like I said about uh, Mike Tomlin a few moments ago? Of course. Especially if you don't bring in a quarterback. You know, come on now. You're going to go get Blake Borders all that money to be a bust, and we all know that he's strictly a bust. You got to get your quarterback in there. And I feel like they're going to address that need in the draft. Um, the like I said, the defense was a big drop-off, a huge drop-off. I actually picked them to actually come out of the AFC just on the defense alone, on the strength of their defense. And then not only that, you know, they was able to run the football like they did last year, you know, because the O-line, you know, was pretty decent. They was able to, you know, make holes for Leonard Fournette. But obviously you see him, he had a big drop-off. So it was just a lot of big drop-offs. So, again, I'm not surprised. Um, do I see a new quarterback being there next year? Um, if you uh, if you want to keep it, and Maron wants to keep his job, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have to bring in a quarterback. You're gonna have to do something, you know. Especially if that defense is still gonna be there, you're gonna have to do something. Uh, that's just again, that's just my take on that, you know, with that. But I wasn't surprised, not at all. You got to give him at least one more year, um, to see where it's gonna head. Um, what do you say, Twenty? I mean, what do you? I mean, what do you, right. what do you say about that? Well. All right. Um, that sounds good. I'm going to kind of disagree with you a little bit about the defensive drop-off. I think a lot of that, like it goes back to, like July Jean was saying, is it, it boils down to um, the quarterback play. And with the fact that, you know, their quarterback was terrible, they weren't putting up points like they were supposed to, you got the defense out there longer than they need to be, that's when mistakes start happening. You know, when guys are tired, they can't rest, and they got to always try to, you know, make a stop, make the stop, get us the ball back, whether it's a turnover, get a three and out, or keep them from getting a field goal, whatever. It's a lot to be, you know, to ask somebody to do on limited rest when your offense is not producing for you. But other than that, um, offensive-wise, I agree with y'all. Um, that quarterback is terrible, but that falls on the GM. That really don't fall on the head coach. Um, You should have never paid that man. You should have never paid that man. You knew he wasn't the quarterback. If you want to do something, give him a one-year deal, a prove-it deal, and drafted somebody, and you did neither. You gave him a three-year extension, which was stupid. So with that being said, though, we're going to move on to the next topic, but we're going to do it after this commercial break. This is the one thing I want to remind people of. Their offense put up 26 points a game last year. If you drop 11 points a game the following year from your offense, that's a drop-off that you don't need. So, like you said, 
it does come down on their front office to make some decisions this year, Tuan. Uh, it, it, it's going to be tough on them, man, to get back to the playoffs, but it's up to them. So, like you said, we got to pay bills, man. So, do what you got to do, baby. All right. We'll be right back with y'all in a few minutes after we pay these bills from the sidelines. Stay tuned. Welcome back, family. We are back from our commercial break, and we're going to jump back into the same topic. So, Lajeen, why don't you give us some uh, surprises that you thought was fired that should not have been fired? Who's on your mind right now? I'm going to be honest with you. There was only one coach that I felt should not have been fired, and that's going to be Todd Bowles. Um, For one, you just gave him a two-year extension. Okay, let's start there. And last year, you had quarterback troubles. This year, you have quarterback troubles. He ended up having to throw a rookie into the fire. Um, they were, what, 5-11 and 11 last year, 4-12 uh, and 12 this year. And you, you still haven't given him a team that he can put together. I mean, even the defense, you keep taking pieces away and trading them to other teams. That's When they get there, they become a great players. Richardson, all of them, went elsewhere and became better players. You know what I'm saying? They're delivering this year. However, um, I don't think it's a Todd Bowles issue. Uh, I think it's more of the players that they put on this team for Todd Bowles because you can't keep getting rid of uh, top picks or better yet, uh, Pro Bowl players and expecting to keep winning or improve. And right now they're not improving simply because of the the people that they're putting around this team. And then you throw, like I said, you throw a running back, a uh, quarterback, I apologize, uh, the rookie into the into the fire. Come on, man. How are you going to win that way? Uh, Sam Darnold started 13 games this year and went four and nine last year. Josh McCown started 13 games and went, you you see what I'm saying? You see how this is going. So if your quarterback is only completing 50% of his passes, how are you going to win a game? If your defense is giving up 23 points a game and your offense is not putting up the numbers to surpass that, or I apologize, 27 points a game and your offense is only putting up 20. How can you win? You have to put these players in a position to win. They got a good coach because Todd, if one thing I know, Todd Bowles can coach defense. And in this situation, his defense is not even giving him what he needs. And even after you gave him the extension, why would you put him in this situation? That's my thing. You gave him the extension, give him the opportunity. This was one of those situations where I apologize. I wouldn't have fired Todd Bowles right now. I'd have gave, let him finish out his extension. At least by that time, you build your team, and then you can go ahead and put somebody in position to go ahead and take care of the quarterback the way that they're looking for. That's just my expectations of the squad. But you know what I'm saying. Charlie, did you have any surprises this year? Oh, most definitely. I Well, you know, on our first podcast, you know, I, we, I'm pretty sure we talked about Mike McCarthy. And, you know, again, I'm not a Packer fan, but, you know, I'm an NFL fan at the end of the day, and I felt like, you know, it wasn't on just Mike McCarthy, you know, as well. Um you know, Aaron Rodgers had some blame, but uh, I said what I said about that. That was kind of like somewhat, somewhat a surprise to me, um, mm. especially he's a playoff winning coach. Uh, he went, he took him to the playoffs 10 out of 12 seasons that he'd been there. Uh, but moving on to that, I would say my, the, the biggest one to me will be the Arizona head coach. I mean, he just been there one year. Oh, Wilkes. I mean, yeah. Wilkes. Yeah. He'd been there one year and you, you, you just let him go. You, you just, that that just didn't make sense to me. I mean, you you draft a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, which he's not bad, 
but he really had nothing around him. I mean, he had a, a older um, Fitzgerald as well. And if I'm not mistaken, he didn't have the, you know, the running back that he, that he had. You, you just don't do that. He had Go David ahead. Johnson. He had David Johnson. Okay. He had David Johnson. Okay. So pretty much. Well, he was the- first half of the season. Yeah. So, I mean, just all in all the nutshell, you just don't do that at one year. I mean, yeah, granted, he should have brought in Sam, you know, um, what's his name? Sam Bradford. If that's his name, they used to play for Minnesota where he just been bounced around. Bradford. And then they and then they brought in the quarterback that we have, which I still say that was one of the biggest mistakes in Bears history. Yeah, the, the giraffe. I call him the, 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 the giraffe of all the giraffes with the long <laughs> neck that can't see but can't see but can't see. I just feel like you just got to give that man a chance, you know, and I feel like they didn't give him a chance, and I feel like that was wrong, you know, as well. I mean, he, you after one season, it's not his fault. You got to give coaches time, and we were just talking about that last week, you know, on our last podcast. You got to give coaches time. So that's not that man's fault. So now what are you going to do? You know, who coach you going to bring in? I, that's what that's going to be my question. You know, you just, you, you just gave that man this money. Now all of a sudden you get rid of him. I mean, what are your thoughts, Twani? I mean, am I wrong? I mean, you tell me. I'm in agreement with both of y'all. Um, Todd Bowles, like uh, LaJean said, he should have had a chance. The defense started out pretty good, and they started getting injuries. So when your offense ain't doing good, and now your defense is hurt, you know, um, by their uh, by their play because of the injuries, they're not able to play like they was at the beginning of the season. Everything looked bad, but I still believe he should have had a chance. They had no true wide receivers over there outside of Robbie Anderson. Their running game was terrible over there. Um, it it wasn't a it wasn't a good look. They didn't have the pieces over there with the Jets. So I'm gonna get off of them and I'm gonna go. You know, I'm, I'm agreeing with both of y'all. But I was fired up when I seen Wilkes get fired after one season. That that was just asinine to me. Like y'all said, you don't give a coach, you know, all this money and say, hey, this your job. But you put him out there with trash. Everything he had was trash. Sam Bradford has been an injury prone quarterback. For- why you pay him all that money to begin with? I don't know. And then you went out there and got Mike Glennon, and you seen what the Bears did with him. He was terrible, and they benched him right away in favor for their rookie, Mr. Bisky, last year because Mike Glennon was just awful. The dude was turning the ball over every time. So you paid him a bunch of money for what? 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 What did you think he was going to do? Then you drafted a quarterback who probably shouldn't have been the quarterback that you drafted anyway. But at the same time, I can't say that for that quarterback because again you had an older Fitzgerald you had David Johnson he played majority of the season but you know that dude has been injury prone too you should have been drafting another running back over there and then your defense had a lot of missing pieces as well too that team was not built to you know win this year this was a rebuild team so to fire this man after you know not even uh well, he completed the season, but, you know, not giving him an opportunity to show what he could do with his, you know, with a real draft and, you know, with more players and talking to other free agents. It was just stupid to me. That I don't care what mastermind, offensive-minded coach you would have had in place of Steve Wilkes did. failed the same way Steve Wilkes did because of the pieces y'all had out there. End of the story. There's no other way to put it. Nobody would have succeeded in that spot. You, you didn't put uh, Wilkes in, in, in position to succeed, to succeed, and neither would – if you put Sean McVay there, we know he had the Rams, but if you'd have put him there, there's no way he would have succeeded with the, the talent and the routes that he had, you know, that he was faced up against. No way at all. So, and that and I agree said, with that. I agree with that, but here's what I'll throw on top of that, 20. What people ahead. don't remember about Wilkes is 
he's been with this team for years. He was the defensive coordinator. All they did was give him a position for this year. So that's the only reason why I was not surprised that they terminated him at the end of this year, because here's the big thing. Last year, you were eight and eight. They're in the same position that Jacksonville is. Last year, you were eight and eight. This year, you're three and what, three and 13? That's, that's, that's a big drop off. But why is that drop off? Just like you said, you started out, <laughs> unfortunately, with Sam Bradford who we all knew after last year in Minnesota, this, that sh- this should have been his retirement season because injuries are piling up. He's not the same Sam Bradford that we remember. But then, because of the Bears, unfortunately, Sam Bradford gets knocked out of the game. Josh Rosen comes in, and he's no better. Um, Josh Rosen went, what, 3-10 and 10 this year? So when you look at it from that standpoint, I can understand they never – from what it looks like to me, they never planned for Wilkes to succeed. You see what I'm saying? And that's why he's in this situation right now. Um, the talent that they put around him, I mean, if you're forcing him to start the rookie, come on. Understand if Fitzgerald is washed up. Fitzgerald still was the best receiver that he had on the field. So that's kind of difficult. You have to start putting pieces around him. Um, like I said, uh, David was playing hurt this year. You know what I'm saying? He didn't. He wasn't healthy for the whole season. I can't say he was fully healthy. I purely agree with both of y'all on both of that. Uh, but Wilkes, I expected this to happen simply because I don't think they even expected him to do good. Seriously. Well, I'm gonna just end it on this, and I'm a. I'm kind of agree with Twani a little bit. I'm just gonna say this: that why give that man that position? Then, just I mean, right. I see everything that you're saying, Ig. Don't get me wrong. I mean, anything that you're saying, but why give that man that position? You know, if you exactly. switch, if you you knew they wasn't gonna go anywhere, they pretty much set this man up for failure. And that's they not do. that's yeah. not right. That I mean, come on now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah, you go eight and eight, but you can't compare that to Jacksonville. Come on now. You you can't do that. I'm I'm not I can't just I can't just say that and let you just say that we're gonna compare that to Jacksonville. Come on now, that's totally two different situations. I mean, granted, I mean, granted it's Blake Balls. Don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, they pretty much set this. They didn't say Doug Marold up for failure. They actually put a defense around. They actually put a running back around him. They actually had playmakers around him last year, you know, on that team. But for <laughs> well, Arizona, but hey, I'm Charlie. just saying. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, Marold ain't success with his quarterback either. Okay, I, I, I get what you, I get what you're saying. But to say that, compare that to, to Jacksonville, come on now, man. I mean, Doug right. was already there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He was already a head coach. They gave this man, what, a three- or four-year deal? And like Twenty said, they gave him all this money just to set him up to get rid of him. That's trash. That, that, that's, that's trash to me. You know what I'm saying? See, why, they should just gave it to somebody else there. But why that's what I'm saying. like that. They didn't give him a new contract. They gave him a position to play out his old contract as their defensive coordinator. So they knew what they was doing. Like you said, they set him up to fail because they already knew what their plan was. They had a one-year plan. Fall down. Now we're picking in the top. We can find us whatever we need, receiver, quarterback, whatever they really need this year because I don't think Josh Rosen is the answer. That's just me. I'm going to go back to that because Wilkes was over to D.C. over at Carolina and came back to um, Arizona, uh, Lajeen. So he was yep. gone for a little bit and came back. So, you know, it's like you got a guy who you were familiar with who was under Aaron's 
So you're you're entrusting in him to you know to turn this thing around. But you can't do it like that. You can't say, all right, well, it didn't work for us. Goodbye. No, you have to give that man a chance. And they didn't give him a fair chance. They didn't give him a fair shot. Now you put your team in a bigger hole because now you fired that man after one year. You're expecting all these, you know, these free agents to come, but you still owe that man a bunch of money. And now you got to pay another coach yeah. a bunch of money as well, too. So good luck to you to turn this thing around in the next four or five years since you're going to be paying two coaches, you know, this <laughs> money here. Well, that's what I'm going to say. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Like I said, that just that that was just dumb. That, that was just that was just dumb to me. Like, you pay him all this money, then I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of you. That's dumb. It's like okay, you should just let him go when they fired everybody else. That's just my thing. You know, then not only that, let's go on the defense again. The defense didn't really have anybody. You let Honey Badger go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In Houston, you let some pieces go. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what do you expect? That's why you. That's why we. That's why we said last week. About the about, you know, giving coaches a fair chance with their team. Yeah. We were just we was all just saying that last week, and then look what happened. That that's trash, man. You don't you don't do that. You don't do that. You don't do that at all. Swan, I'm staying corrected because Betcher was the uh, defensive coordinator last year, right. and they ended up bringing him back uh, from Carolina. Right. Which, like I said, this is a team that he was familiar with. When you look at it, Arizona put themselves in a situation. They really didn't expect to get rid of Bruce Arians. And then you had Carson Palmer turn around uh, and retire on you. That's <laughs> that's a hit. That's a hard hit. It was. That man knew when to step away from the game, too. So, <laughs> all right. All right. So, we're going to discuss – we're about to move away from this topic here. And we're about to talk about what everybody been waiting for. The wild card playoffs. The weekend is coming up. We got games on Saturday. We got games on Sunday. So we just gonna get some predictions. We gonna give scores. Who gonna win and why they gonna win? All right. So we are gonna start out with Charlie. Charlie, um, game for me. What you got? Who winning? Scores? Why they winning? Oh man. <laughs> well, the game I'm looking forward to. If I if I got if I got my wild cards correct, the Saturday. And y'all can help me on this. Excuse me, subscribers. It's Dallas and Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. That's that Saturday, right? Yep. Dallas and Seattle. Am I correct? Uh-huh. Okay. And it's um, it's in Dallas. In Dallas, right? I yep. knew that. And then you have, is it Baltimore and Indianapolis? Oh, Indianapolis and nah, Houston. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Well. I ain't going to spend too much time on this. My prediction of the score is going to be Indianapolis 24, Houston 17. I got Dallas scoring 10, and I got Seattle coming with the upset of 28. Those Mm. are my predictions and scores. Um, A blowout. uh, Yeah. Um, Give us the wild. Seattle was nice. Yeah, Seattle's nice. That that defense coming along. Um, again, it's not the Legion of Boom, but they're establishing their own identity. I just think that with that Prescott, he's he's gonna he he's gonna be the quarterback of the regular season. You know, fumbling the football, throwing the set. He's not, you know, and then they're gonna stop the running game of Dallas, of course. I mean, is he gonna gonna get he may get his touches and he may get close to hundred yards, but if they have to put the ball in Dak's hands, not gonna happen. 
Uh, as far as with the other game go for Saturday, um, I got Andrew Luck outdoing uh, the Houston, uh, Houston quarterback as well, just comeback player of the year. Those are my predictions for the Saturday game. That's just me. It's just going to be about the quarterbacks, and I feel like Andrew Luck is going to come out on top. Now, real quick for the Sunday game, of course, Bears on, fans to the heart. Okay, okay, okay. Do Sunday, okay. don't do Sunday. Let's say everybody go. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, I'm sorry, Lightning. Go ahead. Okay, this is what I see, and I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm going to start out with the Seattle going to Dallas. We're looking at two tennis six teams. We're looking at the thing that gets my juices moving right now. We're looking at an offense that's scoring for Seattle, 26 points a game. And we got Dallas defense holding people to 20 points a game. Okay. But then we have Dallas offense is only putting up 21 points a game. And uh, the defense over in Seattle, 21 points a game. So when I look at this, I have to look at which team is hotter right now. And I understand that Dak Prescott had to make a statement game against the New York Giants. To me, that wasn't a statement. <laughs> Not at this point in his career. Um, but what I will say is this. Playoffs. Right now, Seattle is the hottest team. But in the playoffs, Dak is one of the hottest players. If you look at last year, Dak and and, and, and uh, Philadelphia's quarterback uh, – Name off the top of my head right now because he ain't on my mind. He ain't important right now because I'm a Bears fan. But those two quarterbacks played the best out of everybody last year in the playoffs. Let's just be honest. And with that being said, that's why right now I got to go with the hot team. I believe Seattle is going to do it because of their experience. A Two, they have Russell Wilson. Just that simple for me. I don't see Dallas stopping Russell Wilson. Plus, now they have a healthy Baldwin, so that's just as equally important. Then on the flip side of that, if we go over to the Indianapolis game, that one's a little bit tougher for me to pick, um, simply because Indianapolis and Houston, they done already played each other. They done already battled it out. Indianapolis got the best of Houston when it mattered. Houston beat Indianapolis early in the season. So the question is, who's going to show up on that third game against each other? It's always that third game, that 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 tiebreaker. And right now, because Houston is at home, I have to go with Houston. No wide receiver has been better in the last four games than Hopkins. I don't see anybody in Indianapolis stopping Hopkins. I love what they've been doing. I like what Frank Reich has done with this team to turn it around and get it to the playoffs. But the buck stops here. I think Houston can get with them because of their defense. Mm. Okay. All right. My turn. I'm going to start with Houston and Indianapolis right away because as my boys <laughs> as my boys know, I am a huge Deshaun Watson fan. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, Houston winning that right now. Houston winning that. And that, <laughs> that one's going to be 30, 35. I'm, I'm going big on it. I'm going 35. But I'm gonna put it tight. 35-21. 35-21. That's how it's gonna roll out. Deshaun Watson gonna do his thing. Two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I'm a close game. Uh, hey, hey, hey. They, they. All right, all right. We'll bump it up to twenty. I still think that's kind of close. I, I really do because you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a shootout of quarterbacks. But I think what the X factor gonna be is gonna be Watson. Watson with his legs, arm, 
is going to what's going to put them over the top. And like you mentioned earlier, Lajin, the fact that no wide receiver has been better in the last four games than Hopkins, that connection just can't be stopped. You can try to double that man all you want to. You better trip him. But at the end of the day, when you do that, the X factor with his legs, what's it is going to, you know what I'm saying, pull that game away. That's what's happening. It's in Houston. They got the crowd behind them. It's going to be loud. You know what I'm saying? I know they split, but this one, this one is a whole lot different. And that's why I got, got winning that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Seattle and Dallas game, I got to roll with Seattle too. Man, uh, the defense, like Charlie said earlier, uh, Seattle has definitely came along from where they started early in the season. They definitely ain't the Legion of Boom, but they they came along, man. They've been putting it together, in, uh, stringing some you know some turnovers together and just some some stops. And they've been they've been going neck and neck with some teams. You know, you give them a few more minutes, look, you know, a couple extra seconds on the clock, probably could have pulled off rent up a few wins. Like they could have, you know, end up probably you know beating out the Rams. But you know how though. Though the man is Russell Wilson, he got bowl rings, uh, a Super Bowl ring. He's been to a Super Bowl a second time. He knows what he's doing, man. And then the fact that he got his, you know, trusty go-to guy in Baldwin, it's it's going down. That's been doing good, but who the hell can trust Dak Prescott? I'm just gonna be honest, man. You know that dude is Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde when he played. At the end of the day. He, you, you just can't trust that man to do what he do. Zeke going to get his yards. He's going to get his yards. Pass, going to get his yards rushing. But at the end of the day, when you got to put the ball in the hands of a uh, 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 Dak, it, it ain't happening. So that's my well, way let me ask you this too. Go ahead. I'm going to ask you. Like I said earlier, Dak was one of the best players in the playoffs last year. Do you think he can duplicate? No. This, this, he, was, he was one of the best players in the playoffs last year. We talking about last year. But how has he been this season? I understand the playoffs is a different animal, but how has he been this season? That's what I'm saying. He's been up and down. He and, wasn't great last hey, season. Hey, hey, but you pointed out something uh, early, uh, in your statement, too, about that. You know, it was a statement game. They had to come back against the Giants. Is that really mm-hmm. how you into the playoffs, having to come back against the Giants? That's the momentum you want to carry over? Let's think about that. I think the momentum, you know, shows and tells a lot, you know. This is this is the Dak you about to get, and then with that Seattle defense, man, it's it's gonna get ugly. And I'm, I'm gonna have to go on here and put 35 on them too. But it ain't gonna be close. <laughs> be like, what all the turnovers Dak well, about to have? You heard it here first. <laughs> well, not to cut y'all off, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. I hear what y'all saying about Sean Watson and Hopkins and everything like that. I ain't taking nothing away from them boys, but at the end of the day. We talking about Andrew Luck here. Andrew Luck is playing lights out. He playing, he got a chip on his shoulder. I mean, and that defense, that defense, it's 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 been under the radar in the Upper Coast defense. And they got some ballers over there on that D. They got some they got some dogs over there. So yeah, it's gonna be a dog fight. But I just seeing a quarterback between Deshaun Watson, excuse me, and Andrew Luck. And I'm gonna go with Andrew Luck because Andrew Luck has been in the playoff. This is not new to him. And he has one on the road, too, on top of that in the playoffs. So his track record speaks for itself. Now, this is Deshaun Watson, if I'm not mistaken, first playoff game. This is first playoff first game. First playoff game. So we're going so to see how he's going to respond at home 
I get what y'all saying. I, I hear what y'all oh. saying. It, it sounds good. It sounds real good. It sounds real good. Everybody, everybody hype. It sound real good. I was just waiting. Hey, but we gonna find out. I'm going. I'm going with Andrew Luck. We 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 gonna I'm find going out. Him. But I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm accounting what you just said. When's the last time Andrew Luck been in the playoffs, bro? That's true. All right. That's true. It's been All right. That's, that's, true. A, that's, that's gonna say a lot right there too. So he gonna have nerves and jitters too because it's been a while since he's been in the playoffs too. Let's 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 be honest here, you know. And then it's like you have a whole different team out there and stuff, man. You know, you got some new pieces out there who ain't been in the playoffs at all. So everybody got to come together in jail on on that aspect, you know. And they do have some ballers. They got a you know what I'm saying rookie linebacker. They got their second year safety and stuff. But I don't think they are as complete as that Houston defense. And that's where I think that's where things get slowed down and that's where it's going to get woken up at. And then, like I said, when it, when it comes down to that battle, them quarterbacks, the one X factor for me, Deshaun Watson, man, he's going to make them plays with his legs and his arms. And that's what's going to set the tone and put them over the top, man. When you can't stop that, ain't nothing you can do, man. Ain't nothing you can do, but just try to pin your ears back and hope for the best. Well, I'm a, I'm... well this is one thing I want both of y'all to understand. Game 37-34 in Indianapolis with Houston winning. Game two was 21-24 in Houston with Indianapolis winning. So when it comes to it, there's no home field advantage. And like you said, Twan, it's going to be a close game, but they're going to put up points. For sure, for sure, for sure. They will. They're going to put up more points. Indianapolis is going to put up more points than Dallas. I, I, you heard it here first again. Dallas fans, but <laughs> I just don't see it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my boy Bolden, man. You know what I'm saying? He a diehard Dallas fan. I know he might be listening to this podcast. He might, but he don't like that Prescott, so he might be agreeing with it. Like, yeah, I don't trust that. So, you know, so I mean, he's an accident waiting to happen. So, and it's gonna happen come Saturday. Man, when so, yeah. it's done, when it's done, it's gonna be in and out. It's gonna be real quick for him. Ain't going to feel bad for him at all. <laughs> all right. So let's go to the Sunday games, man. These Sunday games, man. Because I'm hyped about all these, all these wild card games. I'm hyped about. But Sunday, I feel Sunday got the best matchups, you know, uh, out of all the games. So, Lajine, we're going to start with you on this one. What you got on both teams? Who winning? What's the scores and why? I didn't tap no scores to my other games because I'm just doing winners and losers. Okay, okay. But I'll say this. I'm, 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 let me start with the game that I already know because the other one I'm too torn to even pick up. So Bears versus Philly. Can the Philly magic keep going? I don't think so. Um, last year when Philly made it, they didn't face a team of this magnitude. And when I say of this magnitude, I'm talking about the defense being as strong as it is and the offense being as solid as it is with as many weapons. Because guess what? They were that team. Okay? So I'm putting the Bears in that situation. Bears will win this. By the third quarter, you'll have your answer of how well the Bears did. So I'm not going to put a number on it. But just know, I said, by the third quarter, you will already know. (laughs) Bears over Philadelphia and the magic is out because guess what? The one thing about magic tricks is every trick has a tail. Bears will figure it out. Now on this chargers versus Baltimore, I'm going to be honest with y'all. This is the toughest one to pick simply because we're talking old school football versus new school football. We talking rookie quarterback versus veteran quarterback. We talking 
two of the top 10 defenses, uh, both of them strong offenses. The question is, and here's what gets me, as great as the Chargers defense was, their run defense wasn't always the best, okay? They've given up some run. And Baltimore right now, what they are doing on the ground, the teams, the difference in this game will be this. And I'll say this. If Lamar Jackson ends up throwing 25 passes, completing 65% and running for 99 yards, I can tell you right now the Chargers don't have a chance of beating them. Um, But again, it's Los Angeles, and I had them going to the AFC Championship against KC, so I'm going to leave it there. Uh, It's a tough one for me. Back to me and I give you an answer, but that's what I'm looking at right now. You ain't gonna give us a you ain't gonna give us a definite answer on that one, man. You gotta give us a pick. Our subscribers, our fans, a pick. You can't just leave them hanging like that. With that being said, I'm gonna do what probably nobody is gonna do in professional uh anywhere. Baltimore will win. And not because of how well they ran the ball, Lamar Jackson will throw two touchdowns. Mm. Baltimore over Chargers. That's the hardest pick for me to make right now because I had Chargers going to the AFC Championship. Okay. I'm going to give you Baltimore. Mm. That was tough, buddy. (laughs) Bobo. Charlie. (laughs) Well, man. At the end of the day, Bears going to do what they do. I say this from day one from the pod when we first started this podcast. We came together and did this. Man, we're going to do what we do. We going we, Of course, you know, we're going to do what we do at home because we got that home crowd behind us. And then when they going to hear that boom, everybody know about the boom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Club dub. Club dub. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do what we do at home with that. I feel like that it's, they're done. I, I mean – you got a quarterback that's playing with he's his, his rules not broken, but they're bruised. You talking about having him play against our defense, against Khalil Mack, against Eddie, you know, uh, excuse me, uh Akeem Hicks. And then you know, I always gotta say my boy Eddie Kane, you know what I'm saying, Eddie Jackson, you know, because he's might they say it's possible he's gonna be playing. Then you got Kyle Fuller, Rayquan Smith, you got all these you you talk putting this man up against them, against them boys. Come on now, man. I, they're done, you know. And then they talk about Asan Jeffrey. Okay. We're going to shut him down. That's for sure. I'm going I'm to tell, tell you like this, subscriber. So if you are a Philly fan, please listen to this. Asan Jeffrey will not get a touchdown on Sunday. Mark my words. Mm. Uh, with that. As, Ooh, that's bold. As well. <laughs> I, well, you know, like, gee, I've been bold all season. I was bold about, about the running back from Los Angeles, from the Rams. He wasn't going to get a touchdown. He wasn't going to rush over 100 yards. He won't go receive on the yards. I've been bold all season, so why not be bold now? Mm-hmm. That's my squad. That's that's our squad. You know what I'm saying? So he won't get a touchdown. Mark my words, ladies and gentlemen. Now going to Baltimore and the Chargers. Mm, I'm kind of like Lejean, man. This is definitely a tough one, man. Because like you said, old school against new school. But if I had to put my money on it, I'm putting my money on old school. Ooh. Because again, you talking about putting a rookie. A rookie quarterback, Lamar Jackson, which I don't trust his arm. I trust his legs, but I don't trust his arm. I feel like that when it's all said and done, 
old school that's going to prevail the new school. Not saying Lamar Jackson won't get a chance to get back and forth into the playoffs, you know, especially with that defense. But I feel like that the Chargers got something to prove, especially since the last time they played them, they lost. They lost. You know, I feel like that Phillip Rivers is going to turn on them turnovers and they're going to get their running back back, which is Melvin Gordon, because he didn't play in that game. Y'all forgot about that. You don't get me wrong, Baltimore got a good defense as well. You know, they run the Baltimore does run the football, but I'm going with old school. I'm going for the Rivers. He's going to outplay that man. Well, that kid, whatever you want to call him. He's going to outplay him pretty much. So I'm going to say Chargers 24, Baltimore 21. Bears score? Bears score? I'm going to say 28, Philly. Thirteen. Mm, okay. I feel like Mitch is gonna play. It's good. He's not gonna have any turnovers. He's not gonna let this game let him get ahead of him. And not only that, Matt Nagy's got is not gonna let Mitchell Trubisky let him get ahead of himself. He's gonna play within the moment. Mm, you know what I'm saying? And gotcha. he's at home. He's at home. You know, so he's gonna have that crowd about. So he he could just play within the offense and just be calm. He got his. You know, he got weapons. He's going to trust his old line. Then you're getting Kyle Long back. We're going to be fine. So that's my score for both of them. Okay. Now, 20, I know you got a lot to say on this, but I know we got to pay the bills. And before we go there, I want to point something out to your boy Bobo real quick. Remember in college, Lamar Jackson was able to throw the ball. That's all I'm saying. He wasn't a high percentage completion rate, but as far as – Yards per average, which was gradually growing every season. He finished with 8.7 la- uh, his last year of college, 27 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions with a 146 rating. I'm just saying, a lot of people don't think he can throw the ball. I think he might get two touchdowns. I'm just saying. All right. So, on that note, but it's going to be after the commercial break. And then I'm going to give y'all my predictions after commercial break as well, too. So y'all stick with us, family. It's a family thing. 2019 from the sidelines. And we back, family. Thanks for hanging with us after that commercial break. Before I jump into my predictions, I'm going to pass it back to Charlie and see if he can counter Lai Jean's last statement right before we went to that commercial break about Lamar Jackson. So, Charlie, you got anything to say to that? Yeah. You know, I ain't going to spend too much time on it. You know, only thing I'm going to say is this. is I, I get everything that you're saying, Lai Don't get me wrong. But it's a totally different beast when you're in the playoffs. I get the, I get the, the, the completion percentage-wise that what he did in college, you know, as well. You know, throwing the football and things like that. He he didn't get that rec. I mean, he got the recognition, but he didn't get it per se. But we talking about playoffs, playoffs here. You know what I'm saying? This is a totally different animal. And like everyone has been saying, every team is gonna step their game up to a notch. And it, and not only that, these two teams have faced off on each other. You know, faced each other. Excuse me. So I'm not taking it away from our, Lamar Jackson. I just feel like that again. I'm going with the old school. I feel like he's going to outplay him. You know, I don't – his throwing has has not really surprised me this season. I mean, he has made a couple of throws, but nothing to where it stands out. So that's just my take, you know, versus college in the NFL. 
as well. It's totally, it's two totally different, totally different games and two totally different beasts. You know, you're not playing up against kids. You're playing up against grown men, grown men that's going to want to hit you and knock your teeth down your throat. And you don't <laughs> think they're not going to want to do that. Come on now. <laughs> you know, so just saying. So that's just my take on that. With that, right. I'll give it to you. <laughs> All right. So let me get my predictions in then, man. Y'all got me so hyped. Man, y'all y'all was bringing it with the numbers, the the predictions and everything. So I got to get in this a little bit myself here. So I'm I'm going to keep up. I was going to start with the Bears first, but since y'all made that Chargers and Baltimore game so hype, I'm going to start right there. So, but I'm going to start like this. I'm going to give both of y'all some info y'all probably don't realize. Okay. So the last time a rookie quarterback won in the playoff game, you have to go all the way back about seven years to be exact. And it was two teams in the NFC, which ended up being Washington Redskins against the Seattle Seahawks which was Russell Wilson against RG3. So it's a battle of two rookie quarterbacks. So one of those rookies had to win. So fair or unfair, it is what it is, but that's what it was. So that's the last time a rookie quarterback won. So every other rookie quarterback before that time that had to face a veteran quarterback, they are 0-7. So you literally had to go back to rookies playing against rookies where a rookie won a playoff game. So, I think you already know where my prediction going to go. It's actually going to go to the Chargers, too. So, I got the side with Charlie. And, Charlie, I'm actually surprised you said that because when we talked before in the past, you had Baltimore actually making it to the Super Bowl, and now you kind of changed it up on me. So, I was a little shocked on that one. Yes, Chargers definitely <laughs> are going to win this game against Baltimore. Baltimore does have that D, but I'm agreeing with you, Charlie. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he made some throws, but he hasn't impressed me enough where I feel like he can handle, you know, making plays with his arms when they come down to it. Yes, he can make some plays with his leg, but can he, you know, do something like a Russell Wilson with his arms when they come down to it? Can he do something like Deshaun Watson with his arms when they come down to it? You know, can he be like Patrick Mahomes with his arm when they come down to it? That's a lot to ask for a rookie in his first time, man, on this big stage, you know. Yeah, he pulled out the win. They needs to get into the playoffs. But the playoffs is, man, amped up another 10 levels. That's what we're talking about right here. And, I, man, Phillip Rivers, that man is on a mission. He pissed that they did lose to him. You know, hey, he about to bring it, man. They about to bring it. I just don't see no way that, you know, Baltimore can, you know, gather up enough offensive points, you know, to be able to compete with the Chargers at this magnitude with that rookie quarterback. So that's my prediction on that one. And then now, first twenty-one year old to start. Hey, again, seven zero oh, and seven for rookie quarterbacks against that quarterback, <laughs> a veteran quarterback who didn't been at this stage before. I just don't see it. I really don't. You know. And then if that defense is out there, y'all know how I harp on that all the time. If that defense is out there too much and they ain't resting, mistakes gonna happen, man. Mistakes gonna happen. It don't matter how much you changing players in and out when you ain't got your best eleven on defense out there and you got to start subbing them in and out they're going to start giving up some points, and that's how I see it happening. I won't give a score on this one because that is a tight one, but at the end of the day, I don't see the rookie being able to outdo Phillip Rivers. I just really don't. So, Give me your best prediction, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So my hometown, Chicago Bears, man, I've been waiting for this for eight years for them to get back into it, and they have a home playoff game, and they got a quarterback that I actually like. Sorry for those who were Jay Cutler supporters. I never was. I tried to. 
I was. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I tried to. The man irked me to death, and he just whatever. I'm happy we got Mitch now. We moved on. So my prediction is, I won't give you a score on this one either, but I will say, Bears win it. We at home. Y'all know about the defense. Y'all know that they have a, a good offense that spreads the ball around so there's nobody you can double or focus on. They can run the ball. I just really feel like the Bears just dominate that game from beginning to end. I won't give no scores, but Alshon, you coming back to Chicago, bro. You shouldn't have never left because you could have been on this side of winning the Super Bowl over here. You going home, bro. You got your ring. You got what you wanted. It's the Bears time now. That's how I believe it. You heard it here, Philly fans. You heard it. Y'all can y'all can email me. Y'all can say whatever you want to. Matter of fact, I'm gonna drop you my email. Subscribers who Philly fans or any other subscribers, family, email me at asharp0505 at gmail.com. As a matter of fact, if y'all got questions y'all want us to answer on the next podcast, throw those in there too. Comments, or if you like the show, throw those in there too. We'd love to hear back from y'all. We love the feedback here. So that being said, let's move on to we about to do something totally different here. Y'all ain't expect this from us because we've been talking about NFL from the past couple of episodes. But we're about to talk about this big national championship game coming up on Monday after these playoff games here. So let's get into it. Lajean, I'm going to start with you. Who you got winning this national championship, Alabama or Clemson? Well, the first thing that jumps out to me is this is the third matchup in three years. Whew. That's a lot to go at. And the question is, who's been more consistent as a coach? Dabo been crazy, man. He's he. Uh, let's be honest. He's great coach. Great coach. <sighs> I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Clemson's defense is better than Alabama's offense. Mm. That front seven is equal to an NFL front seven, and I can tell you that at least three of them will go in the first round this year. Um, and with that being said, if you can attack a quarterback, you change. You change that complete game. So I'm, I'm looking at Clemson, and I'm going to say that in this bowl game, Clemson is going to win 31-27. Mm-hmm. Defense is going to do its thing, but it's going to be that late fourth quarter defensive stop that changes the game because both of these offenses are amazing. Both of these teams are amazing. That's why they are where they are right now playing for the national championship. But for me, you know where I stand. Defense wins championships, and I believe defense on Clemson's end is better than Alabama's offense. Mm. Well, um, I can't argue with that. Um, but when you talk about two teams that play each other, I mean, what what comes to your mind, fellas? Cleveland Cavaliers, Golden State Warriors. I mean, <laughs> man, again, again, it's all good, man. I mean, hey, whatever works, right? I mean, they both deserve to be here in fans' eyes of Clemson and fans' eyes of um, Alabama. I do not like the SEC. I never liked the SEC, so we're just going to put that out there. I never liked Alabama. But I respect what Nick Saban has done with that program. At the end of the day, you have to respect that. You know, you have to get credit where credit is due. And the quarterback, the I feel like it's going to come down to the quarterbacks. I'm not going to necessarily say it's, like it's going to come down to the defenses. Because they both got good defenses. And like you said, Lajean, I mean, 
Clemson got a good defense. I mean, man, like you said, three, I would say five of them is going to go in the first round. I ain't going to say three. I might say five um, that could potentially go in the first round just because they got a dominant defense. But it's going to come out to that quarterback play. Who, who, you know, the quarterback from Clemson has been playing pretty good. You know, he's not played great, but he has played good enough to put them in that position to where they are in the national – they're playing for a national championship again. And then you got – you know, then you got the quarterback from Alabama. Is it, is it David Tua or is it the other guy, fellas? The, yeah. Is Tua. David Tua? Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Um, yeah, That's I mean, he's – Right. right. To a tag of a tag of, okay, tag of, okay, my bad. My bad. Tag of a I got you. So he has been playing good as well. So I think it's gonna come down to the quarterback play as well. Um Nick Saban, Dabo. I mean, pretty much what more can you ask for? I just feel like it's another Cleveland Cavaliers and Golden State again, in my opinion. But hey, ooh, what am I to say? You know, it's national championship game. Let's get at it. My prediction score is going to be Clemson 27. Um, I got Alabama 21. Okay. What do you say, Twani? Okay. So, here we got. We got two undefeated teams who've been pretty much blowing out just about everybody they played against. I mean, putting numbers against them. Even when Clemson made the change at quarterback, they were still able to put up numbers and still, again, blow out their opponent. A lot of that comes down to the defense. Alabama been the same way, but now they have a quarterback who only played really, like really played, played in the national championship before the season started and been able to show everybody, you know, what he was able to do. The men throw an interception until, like, week eight or nine of the season. So this really yep. got boiled down to what y'all were saying, defense, but I think Alabama gets the edge because of their quarterback as well, too. He been here. The pressure ain't on him. He know what to do. That man is getting healthy. You know, his knee ain't bothering him that much. This young man here is fresh out of high school. And, yes, he's done well. Kelly has done well. But Tua, Tua on a whole different level than this man is right here. You know, I was going. I would be willing to give it to Dabo because he seemed to be the Alabama stopper, but he ain't got Deshaun Watson this year, and he ain't got Kelly because he went with the um, he went with the rookie. I mean, he went with the young man. He went with the freshman here. So yep. at the yeah, yep. So at the end of the day, I think kind of like we was talking about with uh, with Lamar Jackson, I think you got to give it up to the veteran, and I'm gonna have to go Alabama. I really want to pull for Clemson because I'm sick of seeing Alabama win it. I'm just being 100, but I think that, you know what I'm saying, the veteran leadership, I think it really boils down to that. So my final score is going to end up being, I'm going to go 28-24 is what's going to be my final score here. I think Alabama edges out Clemson. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a chess match. It ain't. It, it's going to be medium scoring, obviously, based off my score. But, but that's it. I think at the end of the day, you know, they quarterback just do a little bit more. Maybe next year for, you know, Clemson and their quarterback after he didn't already experience this. I think his eyes about to be really big 
once he know what's at stake here and once he see that defense coming at him. Because he, he's about to see a defense that he ain't seen all season long. And let's keep it 100. I'm, I'm sitting here going through it right now. You know, when, once he came in, it was at Georgia Tech. So you had Georgia Tech, you had Syracuse, you had Wake Forest, you had NC State, you had Florida State, mm-hmm. you had uh, Louisville, you had mm-hmm. Boston College, you had Duke, you had South Carolina, you had Pitt. And then you had Notre Dame who put up no fight at all. Now you're in the national championship. He ain't facing no defenses that he about to face Alabama. That's just being 100. So my edge go to Alabama. But here's the difference. And I, and, and, and you know what? I want to make this my final hot take of the night before we okay. shut down. So I'm going to go random college. This is the exact same situation that Baltimore Ravens and the San Diego Baltimore Chargers charge. Yep. Yep. Okay. Move to Los Angeles. I apologize. Los Angeles Chargers. Biggest difference in this game, and this is why I say Clemson is going to win. Clemson's offense on the season rushed for somewhere around 3,300 plus yards and only gave up 1,200 yards. Alabama's quarterback was a Heisman Trophy candidate, and for a while, Clemson's running back was a Heisman Trophy candidate. Um, I believe that the defense in the run game, just like I said with Baltimore, the defense in the run game is going to defeat the big boys at Alabama. And the reason I say that is Trevor Lawrence only has to throw one or two touchdowns. That running game is definitely going to do the rest. And that defense is definitely going to take over that game at some point. Like I said, defense, fourth quarter, about five, six minutes left, there's going to be a big turnover in Clemson's way. Now, I look to Twan to say this because I want you to go okay. next. Will Trevor Lawrence be your Deshaun Watson? Lose it one year, come back the next year to win it. That's, that's how I look at it. I look at him losing it this year, come back next year, at the inherit that experience and, and probably win it next year. And it'll probably be facing an Alabama again, so he'll know what to expect. But going back to what you just said about the run game, again, Clemson ain't faced no defense like Alabama. And you know me. I ain't no SEC fan. I ain't no Alabama fan. I'm a Florida State fan. I'm an ACC fan. But Clemson and that ACC and the ACC defensively and offensively, they were pretty weak, man. They were weak. But, you know, these SEC teams? Well, they protected man, this year because they didn't play Miami. Hey, give or take. But Miami had an up-and-down season just like the rest of the ACC, too. You know, LSU, oh, let's do it team, like this. Defense, actual chance for to sure. fight somebody. For and sure. that's what I'm looking for. For sure. But I'll do it like this because you said the running game, right? Everybody was saying the same thing about LSU, right? That they could stop the run. They can do this. They can do that. LSU not only didn't stop the run, but they couldn't even score any points. They were three, number three ranked. Everybody had LSU winning. This was going to be the game that they was going to stabilize tour you know this was going to be the game that they was going to stop their running games and the, the multiple the multiple backs that alabama used and they couldn't 29 or nothing that was you know by far the closest team that could probably knock off alabama and they couldn't and that's how i look at clemson this year the same way they're not going to be able to stop them you know this going to be close but they ain't going to be sound stopping. like you going with the same way with the first two games one went to alabama one went so, to clemson that, that's how i'm going with it next year lawrence and the rest of Clemson, they, they could probably be back in there. But here's the big thing, though. 
how many of those players are going to be left for Clemson's defense, though, for them to make it back? Because they got a lot of players like y'all all, both y'all, both y'all said. You and Charlie said it. Hey, these dudes could probably, you know what I'm saying, you know, they could be, you know, uh, the, the next 10 off the board, man, with that, with that defense, man. They front seven. They nasty. They nasty. So. Absolutely. I mean, from Dylan Moses to uh, what's the boy name? Bugs, I think his name is. Isaiah Bugs. He was already talking about um, what's the D lineman from uh, last year that should have right, came right. into the draft. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, they, they defensively up front, man, that, that squad is crazy over at Alabama. And then you look at Clemson's front. Them boys, I mean, like you said, Clemson ain't played a defense like they played in Alabama, and Alabama hasn't played a defense like they played in Clemson. Because these are the things you're going to see. Kendall Joseph, he's coming out there. Um, Cleveland Farrell, I wish would have came out last year that we would have got. You got a big squad. Christian Wilkins eats up the run. So it's going to be hard for both of these teams. And like, I can understand what you're saying, and that's the same thing y'all saying with Lamar Jackson, so it's kind of like Exact same thing. We're gonna have to see. This is is good for college football. As much as I hate seeing Alabama there again, playoffs because they earn their way in. It ain't like it used to be where they ranked there and that's where they got put in. Them boys went. And I hate to say it, Notre Dame was supposed to be the test for Clemson, same way Oklahoma was supposed to be the test for Alabama. The difference is Alabama couldn't really stop Oklahoma. They put up a lot of numbers. Clemson completely destroyed Notre Dame. I give you a little bit of that, but Georgia actually had a much better game to me against uh, Alabama than Oklahoma did. Oklahoma had to fight from behind. Georgia had to lead, yeah. blew it at the end, the same way they did in the national championship. So again, with a Georgia team that Alabama had to face, a LSU that Alabama had to face, and even an Auburn who got a stout defense, man, they at least had three defenses that helped prepare them you know, for this national championship game against this strong Clemson front. That's how I'm looking at it. Clemson ain't had that in nowhere in the ACC and nowhere in their schedule at all. That's going to be the difference maker right there. And I'm and that's, that's how I see it. And like you said, late, I mean, they were already a winning team, but Lawrence came in so late, so I can definitely understand that. I mean, at best – um, of the defenses that they say, I'd say Syracuse, which was a strong defense at the time when they played them. Uh, BC has a pretty good defense in Pitt, but other than that, you really haven't played anybody that could stop with y'all. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. So on that note, we're going to go ahead and hit the final thoughts here. So, Charlie, go ahead and give our family some uh, final thoughts before we get ready to close out the show. Michelle, I mean, i like to say this. Between Wild Card Weekend and the and the national championship game, man, football, football, football. I mean, you got so many. You got some storylines out the world. You got old school against new school. You know, you got you got comeback player of the year against second player of the year. You got the 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 Philly Magic versus Monster of the Midway. Then you got a resurgent defense. And Seattle going up against Zeke and Dak and Cooper. Man, them storylines is beautiful. Then you got the you throw in the national championship on Monday. Oh man, this just made such a good weekend for football to start off the new year. Happy New Year to all that, man. I will say this too, then to on this note. The Bears, 
We'll win Sunday. The Bears will go into LA next week and win. The Bears will go into New Orleans and win. And then we're going to go to the ATL Shouty and win it there. <laughs> and we're all said and done. So we're going to win, 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 win. Then we're going to hit the swag and surf on them. Because, you know, that's going to be the national anthem for the Bears. We're going to swag and we're going to surf on anybody so, when it's all do. said and done. So, so, again, we're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win. So, Lajin, what's your thoughts? Thoughts. We spoke on a lot of people losing their jobs and uh, can't wait, honestly, for next year's NFL because there's going to be a lot going on. But my final thought is this. To all our listeners out there, it is now 2019. It's a new year. Follow your dreams. So in 2019, follow, fulfill, and complete your dreams. I mean, one of my dreams was always to have the Bears win a playoff game on my birthday. And uh, they happen to be playing this Saturday, January 5th, on my birthday. And when I look up, like The Rock would say, because The Rock says, and LaJean says, that the Bears is going to take Philadelphia's candy trashes and walk them down to the SmackDown Hotel. Now I'm going to give you those numbers you've been asking for. 34 to 12. You heard really? it here. Mm. Mm. Okay, okay. All right. So I'm going to do it like this. But Lajine, uh, they play the day after your birthday. But we going to, you know what I'm saying, say that they're going get, to get you your birthday wish. Get that win That's and get to the next round. All right. <laughs> All right. My final thoughts here is, yeah, it's 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 a beautiful time for football. It's great to be a Bears fan again. Uh, we were always Bears fans with, through all the losing and then the winning beforehand and all of that stuff. But it's great when your team is back on top. Papa Bear Hallis, Walter Payton, and all of the other greats that ain't here to live in the see this anymore are smiling down and they happy for this day. You know, so it's 2019. Man, we, you know, hey. Dream big, like Lajean said. Follow and do. That's what we're doing here with our podcast. We we brothers, and we decided to come together and do something that we love to do. And, hey, we took the opportunity in 2018, and we're just going to keep expanding on it in 2019 here. It's, it's, you know, it's a lovely thing when you just follow through and just do what you're passionate about. So, And don't pigeonhole yourself. You know, Keep broadening and expanding on everything. You know, Try everything. You know, make that your goal. Make that your resolution like we did. Make that your resolution to just try everything. Give it opportunity. Follow and see it through. Don't give up on it just because it ain't working the way you thought it may start out. All right. So on that note, that's my final thoughts, family. Man, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Hit the subscribe button. As I always say, please mash it and then send a link because you can always send a link. And then what I threw in new for y'all today, too, hit us on the email. A sharp at gmail.com hit us with some comments how you like the show what we can improve upon what we could talk about throw some questions in we'll talk about them on the next show whatever you feel please hit us up all right so i'm gonna hit you with my twitter handle i'm gonna let my brothers hit you with your twitter handle and we're gonna close it out so again brandon underscore elite at twitter.com uh and then the same thing for instagram pass it to live so we can go here to close it out bro
As always, it's at L-Y underscore G-E-N-E. That's your boy, LaGene. We love y'all. We thank y'all. Share this podcast with your friends. Let them know that we're here. Give them the best points that we can from our views, our opinions, and hoping that you're liking them. Hit the subscribe button and follow us wherever you are. Yeah, this is your boy, Charlie, a.k.a. Bobo. Hit me on Twitter, Charlie8606. Like I said, we thank everybody. You know, that's been listening, that's been supporting us. Like I said, it's just just a start, man. We just getting started. We ain't even got to NBA or college basketball or right. even boxing. Right. I know my mom, she want me to talk about boxing, so you know I got to throw in my boxing for my mom. She a diehard boxing fan, so we going to get to that one of these podcasts. But again, sure. we just appreciate everybody just showing us love and, you know, showing their support. And again, just hit that subscribe button, man. You know what I'm saying? We got more to come. Oh, trust and believe. Got more to come. So we thank y'all. You know what I'm saying? All right. On that note, we're just going to say it again. Happy New Year's, everybody. Please come back and check us out. Uh, We're going to do the podcast after the national championship game next week. So we're going to talk about the playoff wildfire weekend, and we're going to talk about the national championship game. So it'll be posted up on Tuesday, but we'll be recording on Monday night. So we'll be back at y'all. All right. So happy new year's everybody. Happy new year. Happy new from year. The side, man. From, from the, the sidelines. From the sidelines. We out.